Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. happened to Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. All right, it stopped glitching. No, it's it's starting again and it's freaking me out. I'm just going to tell you this. First of all, you know what it is? It's because I'm in a different country. My computer senses it. It senses that I'm in a different country and it's like, I we were on American time, man. What the fuck is happening with you? Or maybe because it, right, it's three o'clock Canada time, uh, which is noon by me. So maybe it's just my computer's just waking up. It's like stretching. It's like, ah, it's just getting ready for the day. Although I don't know, my computer sleeps until noon. What the fuck, you deadbeat? Get up. You got a job. Uh, and it's now it's doing this weird blinking. Hi. Hey, everybody. I'm still alive. Don't yell at me. Stop yelling at me. Stop sending me notes. You know, here, I will tell you this. Honestly, uh, those don't help. They really don't. When you send me a fucking note, you're like, what the fuck, man? Where's the show? Hey, man, you can't fucking ditch the show this long. I, I, yeah, I know. I, I'm, you know what I'm doing when there's no show? I'm at home hating myself that there's no fucking show. So when you write me and you go, hey, man, where's the fucking show? What the fuck's up with the show? Where's the goddamn show? I'm waiting for a fucking show. So am I. I feel just like you do, except I don't have to write me an email because all that shit goes on in my fucking head. But you apparently thought it would help to type it out and let me know what a fucking dick I am. I know I am. What? You got into this. It's, it's, you got into this in the jump knowing I was a fucking goof, right? I blame you. This is all your fault. I'm telling you right now. It's all your fucking fault. The reason there's no gig, there's no show half the fucking time. I blame you people. Then you sit down and you write the complaint department. I got to hear from them. They fucking send me a note. Ah, uh, furious. I don't know if you hired, I, I hired a complaint department during the pandemic. You know, people were out of work. I wanted to make sure people had money coming in. So I went ahead and I hired a complaint department. Uh, and let me tell you something. I, I need a bigger complaint department than I need a podcasting department because clearly that department is so much more busy than the podcasting department, right? That's why they're in business because this, this department is not nearly as busy. So then they get complaints from you guys, which again, I cannot stress enough. Do not fucking help. You're nice again to think of me. And I know you want a show and I love you all. I'm glad that you're here. And I also kind of tiptoe around this a lot of time where I'm like, I hear from people and they're sad and I understand and I, and I do understand. But at the same time, what the fuck, man? I, do, do you think I'm at home like with a big cigar, like the Monopoly guy going, ha ha, jipped him out of a show again this week? No, I hate myself. And then I got to sit down and fucking tell you about it. And then I get, and then I got open emails going, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? I don't know. That's the point. You know, something's wrong with me. Clearly. That's why you listen to this fucking thing. We're all just waiting for the bullet, the, the fucking gunshot. That's all we're waiting for. This whole show is building up to a fucking gunshot. 
And I, I tell you what, I got all these people working in the complaint department. I'm going to have to teach one of them how to post the podcast because once I fucking paint the wall with my goddamn brain, someone's going to have to post it so you can fucking hear it. And find, And I, I'll tell you what, even if I end a fucking show with a gunshot and you know that that's the fucking season finale, I'm still going to get a fucking letter from somebody going, where's the fucking show? I'm dead. I'm fucking dead, man. My brains are on the wall of my living room. What the fuck? It's a green screen. You can see them right behind me. Although if I do it here in Canada, there's a nice lovely wood piece on the wall, which I don't get at all. That's not wall decoration. I don't know what country you're in, what planet you're on. There's a giant hunk of wood on the wall as if it's some sort of decoration. It is not. It is unattractive. It looks like the floor of the woods, and I don't know why the hell it's on the wall. Uh, but yeah, so stop. Look, and no, don't stop writing me because again, it, it shows me you care and you're nice. Like I, I will, I will tell you this right now. I'm sitting here. There's somebody here watching this uh, at the table. Uh, I'm in Canada. I will tell you that again. I mentioned it earlier. Um, and I know I should have recorded a show before I left. I know. And, and, and it's, if I took you through my day where you understood, like I was doing stuff and then I got home and I'm like, I gotta record. I used to record late at night and now I hate recording late at night. Cause I don't feel like I'm my best late at night. Uh, or is that an excuse? So I don't have to record late at night. Who knows? Figure it out. Parse it for yourselves. Is that what I tell myself when it becomes late at night after I spent all day not recording? And then I went, oh, I can't record now. It's fucking late at night. Look at me. Even Tanya today, our friend Tanya's here. And I will tell you this. She thinks I'm hysterical. She's laughing. She won't laugh out loud because for some reason she doesn't want her voice committed to tape, uh, which I totally get. But uh, but she's but I told I spent she's come over here earlier and I'm like, hey, she's like, we should do the show. And I'm like, I, you know, it's uh, we got to hold off. We got to do something. I've got to figure out a way. And she's like, I, I kept I kept finding ways to beg off. And she kept going, why don't you set up your microphone? And I'm going to go use the bathroom. And by the time I'm back, you'll be ready to do a show. And I'm like, God damn it. So now not only do I have a complaint department, I got to hire somebody who's going to fucking post the show after I shoot myself. Now I've got a boss. I've got a, a clear, like an actual physical boss in the room going like going tut tutting, tapping the table with a stick. Hey, hey, turn the, you know, turn the mic, put hook the microphone up. What the fuck? And then I started, when I started recording, it did, it started blinking furiously and weird. So I was like, yay, my computer doesn't work. <laughs> and so I called her and I go, look at that. Can you see that? And she's just like, yeah, so. And I'm like, but it was still recording my voice. So I could hear in her voice where she's just like, you're not getting out of this, man. I don't give a fuck. You're doing a fucking show. Even if your computer fucking explodes in your face, you're doing a goddamn show. And even when she said she was going to come over, because I said I was, I was, I wrote her a note. I'm like, I'm going to record today, I think. And she's like, all right, can I come over for the record? Which, and I immediately, he, what I hear is, <laughs> oh man, I don't want to come over there for the record, but if that's what you're doing, I guess I'll come by. That's, that's what my brain twisted what she said. But I also remembered, you know, she was here once before for a Canada broadcast. Uh, and when she's telling me to do this show, I keep saying to her, I go, look, you're the only one who still cares about the show other than me. Like you, you, so she's like, do you want the windows closed? I go, no, you know, the, you, you're the only one listening. So, you know, the windows are open. So if you hear something, you'll be like, oh, I was there. The windows were open. That's fine. Uh, but she, you know, so, so Tanya is the one who still listens and likes the show. And then of course there's uh, my friend Suzanne. She also still likes the show and she'll write me and be like, Hey, when's the, when's the podcast? And look, I also know, look, you, you hate me and I get it. You should hate me. Uh, I put up on Facebook a couple, probably a week and a half ago. Hey man, show goes up in the morning and I was, I was ready. I was, I was so pumped. And then you know what happened? Uh, night came. <laughs> And I don't know if you've heard, but I am not, I'm not at my best in the evening anymore, so I can't record a show late at night. So I'm like, oh man, it's already nighttime. And then some guy was like, what morning did you plan on posting the show? And I'm like, look, I guarantee when I post the show, it'll be morning somewhere. How about that? Can we go review on that? And that brought another deluge of emails. What the fuck is wrong? Why aren't you? I'm waiting for a show. Oh my God. Yes, I understand. You're all very lovely. Uh, and, and I'm doing my best. No, I'm not. If I was doing my best, you'd have a fucking show every week. You might have two shows a week. 
You might have three. You know, if I was doing my best, you'd have a show every goddamn day. That would be my best because I bet I could do this every fucking day. This is nothing, right? This is just talking to no microphone. That's what you think when you write me those fucking emails, but you don't know how fucking hard this is, but it's not hard, really. The last thing I want to do is tell you how hard this is. Oh my God, you know how hard it is to talk? Shut the fuck up. Nobody cares. I'm not hanging drywall. I get it. You have jobs. You're all fucking mad at me. My friend Dave's on strike. He's an auto worker who's on strike. He used to listen to me on the fucking assembly line. That guy's building cars and I'm here. This job is hard. Shut the fuck up. This guy's got fucking, he's got like fucking Bronco elbow from putting doors on and shit. I don't know what fucking injuries he's got from working on a line. But yet he and he he finds respite in my voice. He finds escape in having me in his ears while he's doing this really hard labor. Although now he's on strike and he's home with a fucking he's lighting cigars with hundred dollar bills because you know how the unions are. They get all the money and they say, fuck you, because I got to hear that over and over from fucking people all the time. Uh, join a union, be in the you know, support unions. How about that? Let's say that. And you're going to be like, well, what the fuck? You're a nobody. Yeah, you're right. I'm a comedian. Nobody. But I grew up in a union town. So be a union person. I'm SAG. We're still on strike. You know what? I'm still on strike. You guys can get me at Mike and Mike Schmidt comedy.com. I, I'm out of here. I'm done. I'm wrapping this fucking thing up. You don't want to fucking hear this. And I shouldn't do this because quite frankly, I'm going to hang up as if because I'm on a phone. I'm going to hang up and uh, Fran Drescher is going to call immediately and go, Hey, you didn't do a podcast. Did you? Hey, violates the rules. Fuck. You know, she's our, uh, it's funny. We, we talk about unions and you see the auto worker guy and he's fucking beautiful. He's before the microphones and he's fucking great. And you think of unions, you think of guys with anchor tattoos and a, and a fucking c- half of, you know, chewed up cigar, not lit, just a chewed up cigar in their mouth and their fucking stevedore sleeves rolled up and just walking the line and breaking heads. Right. And who, who's the boss of my union? The nanny, the fucking nanny runs my union. And look, I don't want to cross her. I don't know if you saw her be, if you saw her as Bobby Fleckman, you know, she can get bass in her voice and fuck you up pretty quick. If you put a, if you put an offensive album cover out, uh, but at the same time, when she gives her rallying speech, you, you can't help but go, this is, this is the nanny. This was the, this was the Jewish hooker from Dr. Detroit. And now that's who I have representing me on the, on the front lines. And the only good news about that is all the guys who are in the studios are manicured fucks. Every single one of them, all these dudes who make $400 billion a year. And I, there was a guy, and this is not a joke, David Vaslav, or Zaslav, I don't know fuck his name. He's he's the guy who runs Warner Brothers Discovery, and he's now stripping it for parts. He sold their fucking music catalog. He's just a monster, hedge fund asshole. And uh, I saw him the other day. He has a boat on his boat. Did you know that? He literally bought a boat to put on top of his boat because he didn't like the ocean. So he wanted to be on the ocean, but a little further away from the ocean. So he got a boat to put on a bigger boat. And I, you know what's on that top boat? A heliport. So he sits in the helicopter on the helipad on his boat on top of his boat. It's like, remember that rhyme about there's a, there's a goat on a boat, on a bucket, on a hole in the bottom of the sea? Well, he's on the sea. He's not under the sea. He's above it on nine different levels of luxury vehicles. And that motherfucker's going to tell people that they're making too much money for reruns of suits. What the fuck? What a fucking mess. And then, and then people jump in and they're like, hey, man, actors are overpaid. I even have friends who tell me actors are overpaid. And I got news for you. Yeah, actors are overpaid. We, we are. But you go try to make suits. And I even think to yourself, oh, I could make suits. Just like you can think to yourself, well, I could do a podcast. Well, then make a podcast. Quit writing me a fucking note. Tell me what a jerk I am for not making my podcast. I told you how hard it is. You don't believe me, and I don't blame you. It's not that hard. It shouldn't be. I make it hard. I make it very hard. You know why? Because I wait till nighttime when I'm not at my best, and then I try to record. But here we are in a sunny Canadian. It's not sunny. Is it sunny? It's terrible. It is pretty bad. But I like it. I'm excited because I only get to do it for a week. And also, uh, so I'm in Canada. I've been here a couple days. And in Los Angeles, we've had amazing weather for like two weeks, like 74, 78, 80. It's fucking beautiful. It's a wide range of temperatures. 
uh, but still lovely. And I, I so then I put Toronto in the phone or Kitchener or wherever I am, and I had to see, and it said it was going to be 80 the first two days I was here, a little humid. But then 56, oh, God, dude, do you guys have any idea how much I love 56? It's my age, first of all. Clearly, you can hear that in my voice as my voice is, you know, I, I don't think... I don't think I sound 56, although I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> Some guy, you know, old people sound like the opening of a tomb. You know what I mean? When they're talking like that creaky fucking vocal fry. I could have vocal fry uh, like that. Uh, nah, my voice is too smooth. Um, <clears throat> but so I've been here. And like I said, 56 is amazing. And also back, but the double, double happiness, which you can get in a Chinese joint is a delicious dish. Uh, back in LA right now, 90, 95, the heat came back for a week and I'm like, yes. So I'll flip that right around. There you go. It's 95, 59 here. I'm very happy. Um, and also, I will tell you this. Yesterday, I was going to record a show yesterday because Ken, the guy I'm staying with, I'm like, hey, man, are you working tomorrow? He's like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll work till three. And I'm like, great. I'll get up at like 11 to get a shower, come downstairs, bust out a show. And in my brain, I'm like, maybe I'll do just like a small show to say, hey, man, I'm in Canada and well, I'll give you shows every week or, you know, me, I have grandiose plans. And then nightfall <laughs> and the moon comes out and I'm like, I'm not at my best. I couldn't possibly record. Uh, so I was going to do a show yesterday and I, I will tell you this. So I flew um, Tuesday morning. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Tuesday morning I flew. So I didn't sleep Monday is my point. I, I woke up Sunday morning for football and stuff. And uh, then I went to bed uh, Monday and I got went to the gym Monday. So I got up around 11 a.m. And then I didn't go to bed because my flight was the next morning at 8.15. So I had to take an Uber to the airport. Oh, dude, my fucking Uber. You get you have to set up like an appointment with Uber now. Like you can, they can actually come pick you up. Which, by the way, when I started doing Uber again in March, I, they kept giving me these offers where it was like $30, $40 to take people to the airport. And I said, well, that, I'll just do this three times a fucking day and I'll be happy. Well, they, they stopped completely with that. I don't get any offers anymore. Dude, their algorithm is just fucking busted. I don't know what the fuck it is. It is it's anti-Mike. I'll tell you that. It's fucking anti-Mike because it doesn't give me a fucking chance. But it got it got better last week because I've been in the cart, dudes. I've been. That's one of the reasons why my money got fucking screwy. As, and, and you know what? Here we are. You're 14. Yes, I should just change the name of the show to My Money Got Fucking Screwy because we know this happens all the goddamn time. Uh, people are very nice. You buy me a car. Everything's sweet. Uh, I got to go use that car. Uh, and then uh, some ghost from the past comes and I owe them $400. I'm like, where did you? What the fuck? Some specter arrives and it's like the it's literally remember when the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future showed up on Christmas Eve. Every day is Christmas Eve for me. Because these dudes, I just hear, I'll be like, you know what? I'll literally close my computer and like, all right, I'm finally getting ahead. It looks like we've got a little bit of breathing room. I'm totally fine. Ooh. Like, what the fuck? I hear chains rattle in the other room and it's like, oh, it's the ghost of your past medical bill. What the fuck? How did you show up? We've been chasing you for decades. Ridiculous. And, and even worse, like when the ghost shows up, that's bad because then I then I sweat it and I'm like, what the fuck? I owe this money. I got to pay this money. Jesus Christ. I thought I was ahead. Everything was fine. Whatever. You know, what's even worse. The fucking the stealth ghost who doesn't tell me he's going to show up, who showed up in my bank account. And because I, I went to I, this, this happened, I went to my bank account and I was light. And I was light by a pretty good chunk. And I was like, wait, because in my brain, like, I, I will tell you this. I don't. Uh, you know, I don't write checks anymore. There used to be, you know, there used to be a ledger or that, what, what's that thing called that comes with your bank, your checkbook, that thing where you entered your checks, you write the, who you wrote a check to, you did all the addition and subtraction, you carried the two. 
Uh, I look, I gave up on that shit 15 years ago. I don't write checks. I don't keep a ledger, but in my brain, and again, everything's a button push away. You know how much you have in your bank. And especially when you're fucking poor or you're, you're poverty line guy. And you know, you, you account for every fucking cent during the pandemic. Forget it. I was just, I was throwing money out the window to hobos. There you go, fellas, get a cold beverage on me. The government said, stepped up and gave me some cash. Woohoo! I can't buy all the fish sticks in the world. Enjoy it. And I just throw money out the windows. Hey man, I bought all the macaroni and cheese I could possibly eat. The rest is for you guys. Just piles like a cloud of money as I drive around. Uh, because look, I'm not good with cash. You know this. And, and you know how you find that out is when you finally get cash. Cause you're like, I, you know, everything's fine. I'm okay. And then you're like, you know what? I'll buy $20 underwear. Why the fuck not? Because I bought, I, cause right now I, you know, it's funny. I packed my counting crows underwear for this trip, blue and red and black and gray. I thought I saw it when I opened up the suitcase and it dawned on me as I'm flipping through and it, weird that I would even flip through to pick a pair, like a good pair for today. Cause I was, I, I'm not even joking. I said, I have a pair of boxer briefs I like to travel in, like a style, because I have like you buy different boxer briefs and you get different styles. So there's one particular style that I enjoy. That's my plane ride underwear. I have that, my, my plane ride briefs. And uh, I wore one pair on the way out here and I have another pair in the suitcase and it happened to be on top of the boxer brief pile. So I went to grab it and I go, no, that's flying underwear. And I like flipped through to get another pair. And then it dawned on me as I went, I went, I go, I had, but I wore gray back to back the last two days. And I'm like, well, I don't want to wear gray again. So then I went, I go, well, I don't want her blue. And I pulled red out and I went, wait a minute. And that's when I said, I have counting crows boxer briefs. I have blue and red and black and gray in my suitcase. I was very happy. Um, so what the fuck was I talking about before I started telling you about my fucking underpants, like a grown man? Um, Money. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because again, you buy Hanes underwear and it's all, it, it's a, it's a package of underwear for 12 bucks. But then when I get, I've talked about this before, I talked about it in Never Not Funny because that's where it originated. But when I was writing on TV shows and I had money, I was buying fucking $25 Calvin Klein underwear. It's fucking amazing. It's Pima cotton. It just fucking nestles you in the most perfect way. And uh, and, and look, it's been a while for me, so I'm going to be on. And I apologize, Tanya, you're a lady and I probably shouldn't say these things in front of you. Um, I'm staying here in my friend Ken's house and my, my friend Ken has a shower that he rebuilt. And because I, I've stayed here in the past and his shower was weird. It didn't have a door. So it was like a three quarter wall of those real thick glass blocks, you know, that are opaque that you can kind of see through. And but then the shower would you'd be taking a shower and then the water would kind of drip on the floor. And I felt bad. I'm like, but then I would be I would put a towel there. But then in my brain, I go, well, this is the design. I mean, but then I wondered if my somehow unique constitution was causing the water to ricochet in directions that wasn't supposed to ricochet. So then I would try to position myself in the shower and move the shower head. But then inevitably, it still it would make a mess. There would be water on the floor and the towel would be soaked. Uh, but then I would hang the towel up so it would dry for the next day, whatever. I, I'm very conscientious. If I come to your house, I will shower, but I will leave you a clean bathroom when I leave, I promise. Uh, but Ken's didn't have a door. And again, I thought that, and then in my brain, I'm like, is that a sex thing? Like, I don't even know why you would not have a door for a shower. Because again, a shower is a shower, a curtain, whatever the fuck. But it's just, is there something about, like, is there something sexier or manlier about a man who can just, like, walk into the shower and walk out without touching anything? Look at this. I'm fucking striding around. I got my fucking balls hanging out and I don't have to touch anything. I mean, that's maybe. I don't know. Because Ken is, Ken's a burly man's man. Ken's a cop and all that shit. So, I mean, I don't know if it was, and he built the shower himself, I'm sure, with his bare hands. And he probably molded the glass. You know, I can't do any of this shit. You know that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm worried about dripping on the floor like a child, but instead he's got, you know, it's, it, so it was a big fucking deal. I, I would always shower here and I would be worried about the mess it would make because I would put two towels down and make sure it didn't get any drops, but it always did. It didn't matter. 
So he picks me up and he's like, yeah, man, you know, you stay in, in, the, in the room upstairs. He goes, you got the shower. He goes, I had to rebuild the shower. And I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, there's a new shower thing there. Um, and he goes on to explain that he wound up having a leak and he wasn't sure why. And if you, if you look in the back, like right by his kitchen light above it, uh, the water leaked through the floor into the kitchen like it was coming down. And he's like, yeah. And he goes, and I had to tear up the floor. And then like, even the plywood underneath was like, I was ripping it out with my hands. It was wet chunks of plywood. And, uh, and he's like, so, you know, I had to, and this has been going on because his son's a plumber. He goes, so we had to rebuild it. So it's been, we've been making plans for a couple of weeks here to get it done. He goes, I just got it done yesterday. So you're here. And he goes, you got a shower to use or whatever. And I was like, that's great. And what I didn't say was, did you build a fucking door on it this time? So it doesn't soak the floor and you have to pull chunks of plywood out a year later because I made a mess. Because that was the first thing I thought of too. I was like, did I ruin his shower? I haven't been here in a year. And yet in my mind, I'm like, did I soak the plywood? Did I somehow cause the leak? Because every time I was here, I would think to myself, man, this water's getting everywhere. There should be a door on this goddamn shower. And there was not. And clearly I was making a mess. And clearly there was an issue because you can see there's a hole in the ceiling in the kitchen, but it's not been fixed. Um... So I didn't say that to him, but I did think it clearly. Uh, so, so he's now got a glass box shower, which is fun. You know what it looks like? It looks like one of those uh, old game shows where they would put a bunch of money on the ground and blow it up with a fan and you have to grab as much as you could and put it in your pockets. It's that kind of a square box. Uh, but there's no shelves. Ken's a total guy. Like Ken's a to- like I need shelves for product. I just do. I mean, I have in my, like I have a, you know what I have? I have a shower caddy that hangs from the shower itself and I have a, I have shampoo and conditioner. And then in the middle of that, I have lady shampoo and conditioner. If I ever have an overnight guest because they don't want to smell like me or smell like my manly products. And then I've got a bu- couple of buff puffs hanging off of that, you know, and for a little scrubby, I've got uh, mouthwash here. I got my razor in the razor holder and then I got shaving cream and the facial scrub I use when I shave. And then on my left, there's a shelf by the window where I keep my bar soap. And then on the shelf below that, I keep my two different scrubs that I use during the week because I use a, there's a, a facial fuel that I use from Kiehl's. And then there's a, 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 another scrub that has like pearls in it. So it's crunchy and it goes on your face, which I like. Uh, so I get all that shit, right? So I go to Ken's shower and I bring, I bring what I can, you know what I mean? Cause I also don't, I don't want to travel with shit cause they might throw it away. It always drives me crazy. Cause, uh, these things aren't super expensive, but if you they throw away four ounces of it, you're like, what the fuck, man? Why would you do that? So, but Ken has no shelves. So I have a bar of soap, but I can't, I brought my, and I have, you know, I have four different soaps, but I, this one, I bought Moisture Blast Irish Spring. I brought that for this trip. So I, I, but I go in the shower, there's no shelves to put it. So if I use it, I have to put it on the floor of the shower where there's water and it's just going to get gross and that film on it. And it's going to be sticky and disgusting. And I'm like, well, I can't use that. So I'm like, well, what is he? I didn't even know what he does to, and I go, so he's got the, he's got the glass shower. He's got a big ass rainforest shower head, which I like, cause you can turn it into, you can make it a fire hose blast right in the center. But then on the floor, it's just empty except for this one bottle with a spout. There's one bottle with a spout. And I'm like, all right, I don't even know what this is. So I pick it up. It's dial, which bottom of the completely bottom of the barrel, unless you're going to get dove. It's dial three in one. It's it's body wash. It's facial cleanser and shampoo. What 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 planet are you on that? Everything got mixed into one fucking 
That, that's that's just nonsense. You can't do that. There's no way you're clean. There's no way you're fresh. There's no way. And then, no offense, but your cock smells like your face. And and then your fucking hair smells like your feet. It's like, I don't want any of that shit going on. Though I'm just, now I'm just covered in slick dial. That's fucking disgusting. And it's too, you know, it's, and it's so, I, I used it. Look, I used it because I didn't want to bring my soap into the fucking shower. What am I going to do? And I, you know, put a couple on there and then you're just, you suds your whole body up. Like a, like a failure, like just like a failure. Just one, that's like if you had a car and you put just oil in everything, oil in the gas tank, oil in the fucking oil crankcase, oil in the windshield wiper thing. You can't do that. You can't, you need to separate. I need facial cleanser. I need shaving cream. I need all those different things. Right. Uh, but, but with no shelves, I guess it's a lot easier to have one fucking bottle of garbage that you can just pour all over yourself. What the fuck, man? Who are you trying? What, and if you're out meeting ladies, they're going to be like, dude, I, what is going on? All of you just smells the same. That's, that's not good. Cause my, look, I got a, I got a conditioner and shampoo. They match their friends. And so they, they smell good in my hair. And then I wear, I, I use a nice soap. I use a minty soap. I smell good. You use a speed stick afterwards, whatever. And also I have just a natural scent. Clearly there's no doubt about that. I used to get compliments on my natural scent all the time. It was from men on the bus, but I still got it all the time. People loved it. Hey, you smell great. Uh, but yeah, he's just got this empty box with one fucking bottle on the ground with a pump. And then even, I will say this though. And, and this is, I think I've probably talked about it since I was here before. He has soft water. So you just want to jerk off in the shower. I apologize, Tanya, but, but it's because you're, you know, and I figured out today, today was the first, cause I've never understood the phenomenon of that where you're like getting washed in, in soft water and then you're like really slippery and slick and slidey. And you're like, whoa, man, this is crazy. And so you're, you know, you're washing stuff and, and moving things around and everything. And you're like, this is crazy. It's in, it make it does. It makes you want to jerk off. But here's why I finally figured out why, because you're, you know, you're washing your neck, your body, your legs, whatever. And it it's, you're like, it's like touching a different person because you're slippery and slidey and slick. I felt like a lady. Like my skin feels like a lady. Like I'm all soft and slippery now. It's like weird. So then I'm like, I'm like, this is, and now look, a woman's not going to have my calves. Probably. I would, I would imagine. Uh, and, and whatever I look, I've been back to the gym, so I don't think there would be a, and no lady would want to be built like me clearly. But at the same time, if you close your eyes in the shower and you're rubbing around, you're like, this is pretty slick and soft skin and like what's happening. And then next thing you know, you know, you've, you've ruined the floor and you don't want to do that clearly. Um, but that was, I finally had that epiphany today in the shower. I was like, I feel like a lady. This is like, I'm in here with somebody else. It's fucking cool. Uh, and that's why initially you're just like, oh, I'm going to jerk off because I'm just rubbing this chick all day. So I'm like, why not? Let's go ahead and do this. Let's bring Mike back in the equation, put this chick to the side. Or I guess you could probably just like, you could rub your arm with one hand while using your other hand for things that you have to use. I apologize, Tanya. I am so sorry. Good Lord. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very slick today. Just know that I'm very slick and, and uh, soapy and slick. <laughs> which uh, when I was a kid, uh, I had a friend in high school and one day I was at their house and, uh, and we were hanging out and it, it, I don't know how, but it turned to naked photos of their parents and they, they had them, they found them somehow it was like they were going through something and found naked photos of their parents because their parents were kind of like hippie, you know, whatever. And they were out at some lake camping and they took naked photos of themselves, like bathing in the, in the water. So, and they're like, I mean, I saw, you know, dad's junk, the whole, the whole deal. And they're, and, uh, and we, 
And so then from that moment on, because I saw this person a lot and I would be at their house and or have dinner or whatever. And they uh, and we would call them soapy and slick. We didn't call them that to their face. But whenever on the phone, we'd be like, hey, are soapy and slick home. That became our our, our shorthand for their parents uh, because we were terrible people. But uh, but and I think about it now, it's like th- that person like not only found naked photos of their parents. It wasn't like we came upon them together. I don't remember. I don't recall. I think somehow it became a part of discussion. And they said, hey, I found like these naked pictures. I was like, well, bust them out. And then they did. And we looked at, and I saw their parents naked. And they loved me. Like I would come over, they'd be like, Mike. And the mom would hug me. And I'd be like, oh, soapy. You know, I couldn't say that to them. Uh, but at the same time, they'd be making bratwurst on the grill. And I'd be like, ah, I've seen your fucking balls. Weird. Um, so there you go. Hi. So we're in Canada. And, and again, like I said, this is, I'm going to do, I promise I'm going to do another show here in Canada as well. Cause I'm not, I'm leaving. I, you're pointing at me and I understand. Well, I might even do a couple. Like I, I had talked, remember I had talked before. I was like, I should just do like short shows for people. And that's, that's a, not a bad idea. Just do these like short sting shows. It's look, you don't, you don't need four hours from me. Do you? There are some people who like it. Uh, but then there are some people who are probably like, what the fuck, man? Uh, and I think I told you I had that epiphany when I was watching Oppenheimer. I went to the theater and I watched Oppenheimer and I loved it and it was great. You should see it if you haven't seen it. And I'll tell you this. I saw Barbie and Oppenheimer on back to back days. I may have already covered this. Uh, and there were no Barbies dressed up in my theater, but there were Oppenheimers dressed up in my theater. There were dudes in the suits with the fucking hats. It was great. So great. Cosplaying as Oppenheimer. But anyway, the point is Oppenheimer's three hours long. It's great. I mean, I, and I enjoyed it thoroughly. I think it's something you should see. I think Robert Downey Jr. wins an Oscar. I think it probably is going to win five Oscars or more. Because there hasn't really been anything Oscar worthy they released. I think Scorsese's movie is going to come out and win a ton of shit too. That I'm seeing that in a couple of weeks. But the uh, at the end of Oppenheimer, I'm sitting there and people are leaving, and it's and this one guy gets up and he's just like, "Man, three hours." He goes, "But it kind of flew by." But at the same time, it's three hours. You know, you and people got to get a sitter or whatever the fuck. And it was this thing where in my brain I was like, "I've done four hour podcasts, and that's just me talking like an idiot." You know what I mean? That's not. You don't have Robert Downey Jr. acting up a storm. You don't have Oppenheimer walking around and seeing sparks in the sky. You don't have any of that shit. There's no visual effects. You don't have people with weird accents. You just got me talking about my fucking cock in a shower and feeling slick. So I'm like, that's a lot. That's a lot you're dropping on people. And it made me think when I was doing the the one man on tour, uh, you know, the first weekend in San Francisco, people had to leave the late show because the trains were shutting down. I put I put San Francisco to bed. It was fucking weird. And in my brain at the time, it was this badge of honor. You know, even in St. Louis, I did almost four hours on stage. And I, and I was like, yeah. And I'm, but I'm thinking about these poor people in these rickety chairs. And they, they had to be wanting to go. They had to be just going. There's no way people have liked me this much for this long. There's just there just can't be. That can't be the truth. I feel that there's a, a, a group psychosis where people feel bad for me and don't want to hurt my feelings. So they've gone ahead and say, they've stayed with this as long as they possibly can because they don't want to tell me it's awful. And they've invested, it's it's almost, there's this theory about Trump, okay, where people backed Trump big time and then he won and then he was a fucking clown. Like he did a bunch of dumb shit and look, some of you still love him, whatever the fuck, believe me, I hear your emails too. But I, I there are people who speculate that now with all the shit we know about Trump, the fact that he, he wanted to call the National Guard, he, wanted, he wants to execute a general, all this, I mean, it's nonsense. Everything he does is nonsense. You realize that, right? If you saw this in a movie, you'd be like, this doesn't make any sense. Somebody would have put a bullet in this fucking guy's head a long time ago. But all the dumb shit that he does, and he's still doing dumb shit every fucking day. 
But there are still people who are like, yeah, he's going to turn the fucking world around. He's going to fucking change. And there's still people who back him. And the theory is these people know that he's a fuck up, but they don't want to leave because it would prove that they made a mistake by supporting him. And I'm wondering if we can apply that to this podcast. I'm wondering, the more I think about it, are you all... Are you all staying because you don't want to admit you backed the wrong horse so long ago and you're hoping for some Hail Mary at the end where things turn out good? Is that what it is? Maybe that's why you hold me to the standard where you're writing me notes. and You're like, what the fuck, man? And I'm like, I don't, I don't, you know, hey, man, I told you I was a scorpion and like year two. What the fuck? Everybody gets stung. Everybody gets a turn in the barrel. Everybody owes. Everybody pays. Um, and don't think I don't love you. And I'm glad that you're here. And thank you for enabling me to be the fucking mental cripple that I am in front of you fucking people. Uh, and hopefully that's not the case. I hope you haven't been like, uh, Tanya, I'll, you know, you're now the spokesperson for everyone since you're the only person still who enjoys the show. Uh, do you, you don't think, uh, I'm a, like a, you're not sticking around cause I'm a terrible person, right? Yeah. All right, good. That's all. I just want to know. I don't, you're not, because I think, have I been born, have I been born a, like, am I like a Downs syndrome kid? <laughs> who everybody's nice to because he peeled an orange. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, look at that fucking guy. Oh, they'll clap because a Downs kid peeled an orange. And it's like, um, you know, yeah, we all peel fucking oranges, man. But yeah, it's good for him. I, I want to give him a hug myself because I mean, I, I feel terrible for people who have any sort of mental incapacity because it's the only thing that I have is my brain works for now. We'll see what the fuck happens. But that's the thing is I don't ever want to be that guy. You know what I mean? I don't want to be like the, the, some schlub who tied his shoe. Like whenever he claps for a little boy, we, yay. Oh, you were, what a big boy. You got a haircut and didn't cry. <laughs> Am I that guy? <laughs> I'm the head to me. That's who I am. Wow, that was like Mario there. That's a me. I almost said a Mario. Uh, I don't want to be. So that's the thing. I don't, if that's the case, I release you from your obligations. Go support some other idiot. But if you, you know, you hang around because you're like, yay, then that's cool. Because I'm like, yay. And I love the fact that people still listen to this thing. And, and they're like, and I have people who listen to the show who believe me, believe it or not, who are like productive in society and awesome. You guys are all great. And you, and that's what I'm saying is like, you people produce in society and then you've listened to me. It is, it, is it this weird, like, I remember how I've speculated that Grand Theft Auto is a game for people who've never been in real trouble in their life because they want to run around and punch hookers and shoot people with, with impunity and drive a car because they think it's fun and funny because they've never been in a dark place where someone wanted to hit them. And because it changes your whole outlook. If you've got two guys who want to fucking beat you up, you know what I mean? Or you're, you're, or someone just sucker punches you. It, it's not fun anymore. You're not like we, there's no, there's no heavy metal soundtrack on your car radio as you drive around and try to hide from the cops. If some dude just punches you in the fucking mouth, it totally changes your attitude. And I feel Grand Theft Auto is for a lot of people living vicariously a life that they'll never know. So to them, it's fun. But in reality, like if you had if you had a fucking gang member who's been shot four times and you told him to play Grand Theft Auto, he'd just be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I, I live this. I don't need to fucking sit down and play this. It's fine. But and so that's what I'm wondering again, also with the show, like is you guys are all you have dinner on the table at six. Everybody's cool. You got friends and everybody goes out and has a fun trip and everybody's great. And then you hear me and I'm like, hey, guys, a ghost stole six hundred dollars out of my bank account. And you're like, oh, I'm not him. That's awesome. I'm so happy. I'm sorry that this happened to you, Mike. And yet I can't wait to hear more about it. The very fact that a ghost would arrive and siphon money out of your account again. Because that's the thing. If a ghost takes money out of your bank account once, you're like, holy fuck. A ghost took money out of my bank account. It's happening to me a lot. I don't care for that. I don't care for disappearing ghost money. That's fucking terrible. I fucking sign in and it's like, it'll have a debit of like $640. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it turns out, oh, 
oh, those guys wanted their money. They really wanted their money. I didn't realize that. I should have known from the 200 letters they had sent me that I put to the side and I, and I, and I covered up with, I actually bought, you know, it's funny. I talk about how I hide under the coats. I bought a quilt for my desk. I just fucking, all the bills get, I just throw the quilt over it. Well, I don't have to think about those anymore. Perfect. Big stack of letters from California. Hey man, where's your, where's this money you owe us? Oh, oh yeah, what? I, I, uh, I'll get it. I promise. I'm not dead yet. Because that's, that's the way it should work. If you have a debt and they want their money, you should go, I'm not dead yet. The possibility of me getting that $600 exists. As long as I'm alive and breathing, that possibility exists. Uh-oh, who's here? Ken's home? You hear the door slam, and I'm recording a show in Ken's house, so he's probably going to rumble around and make as much noise as he fucking wants to. Oh, my God, he just walked in with vodka and booze. That's uh, It's all right. Well, you know what? Maybe that'll liven up the end of the show. Let's go ahead and crack that vodka open and take some swigs. Uh, so, yeah, as long as you're alive, your debts should never, there should not be a limit on your debts. Like, they should, you, as long as you're alive, the possibility exists that I will get your $600, so you, you shouldn't fuck with me. You should just realize that I owe you the money and I'm around and you can hear me. Although I guess when, you know what? Maybe it's, ah, you know, now that I think about it, if I don't do a podcast for a couple of weeks, maybe the guy, the ghosts in my bank, they're like, hey, maybe he disappeared. And then they just panic and they go and take the dough. That could be the case. It could be. Uh, all right. So like I said, I'm going to do a bunch of these periodically over the next few days. Uh, well, I went to a bunch. That seems weird. One a day seems good, right? Doesn't it? I would think so. Uh, one a day. What do you think, Tanya? Three. Three a day? Holy Jesus. I can't do three a day. If I do three a day, I might as well just do one long one a day. But I don't, you know, I actually don't mind the idea because I did think that in my brain because I talked, whatever, I talked about it before where I was like, I should do a morning show on Twitch. It's just like an hour long every day and just talking or whatever and like early in the morning. But then, I'm, but then I'm like, who the fuck wants to see that? You know what I mean? I, I'm just, you want me with your fruity pebbles? Is that what people want? I don't think they do, but maybe they do. Maybe I'll give it a shot. I don't know. And, and but there's nothing worse than that guy, too, by the way. I, I know a million dudes and they're on Facebook and it, it drives me out of my fucking tree. They'll, oh, Moose, you OK? I guess so. Uh, he's going to go outside. Uh, he bit Tanya, by the way. You owe her a lot of money. What? <laughs> In my house? Yeah. He went outside. He went to run away and then we, we came right back in. And we told him to come in because I had opened the door to let Tanya in. I opened the door to let Tanya in and then he ran outside into the yard and I was like, Moose. And then he came right back inside because he and I are friends. He understands. We are. We're, we're a solid team. We're tight. All right, cool. Uh, so if, if, uh, if I did a morning show like uh, for breakfast, what, the, what was the point? You were saying people on Facebook. Oh, dude, they drive me crazy. People who do this all the time where they're like, uh, hey, guys, if I did a podcast, would you listen to it? Yes or no? It's like those notes in school. Do you like me? Circle one. Fuck you. Do your podcast. And if, you, if you people listen, great. And if they don't, great. Or if you do a podcast for a long time and then you squander all your goodwill and people still stick around, consider yourself lucky as fuck. Because believe me, I have done everything I can to chase people away and I didn't mean to, but I just because of who I am and people are still like, ah, you know what? That's so-and-so, but he's our so-and-so. So they stick around. But yeah, if you start some new podcast, because it's another thing too. You start a podcast now, forget it. You're just, you know what you are? You're, you're at the bottom of a fucking chasm yelling, hello, hello, that's all you'll hear. The only person listening is you when you edit it and put it up for fucking consumption. But that's, you know, unless you come up with some angle that nobody's heard of before, but believe me, that's not the fucking case because every show now is like, uh, welcome to the and show. 
we're going to say and a hundred times. You know what I mean? And what? That's okay. I'll subscribe to that because that's what everybody does. The conjunction show. Conjunction junction. What's your function? Booking up words and hooking up words and phrases and clauses. Thank you for being here. Uh, and but nor are our guests. Uh, that's all those shows are like nonsense. And and but but it drives me crazy when people do that where they're like, uh, and I don't want to spin off into this too much. Again, I talked about during the pandemic that everybody play guitar in their garage or whatever the fuck, and good for them. And again, I don't care if you have people who love you for it and they and they're into it because I this is all I'm all I'm doing right now is playing a guitar in my garage. I just happen to have been doing it a long time, and there are people who liked it and stuck around. That's really cool. So you have to start somewhere, but the point is you got to start somewhere. You can't put up a note that's like, "Gee, guys, I was thinking, what if there was a thing where I talked about Star Trek every day? Would you listen?" And it's like, "No, you child, grow the fuck up." Go get a job. Go, go, go be a prison guard. Learn about life. Jesus, fuck. I, I'm so tired of these people with this fucking, there, there's a guy, like people I follow on social media and they they watch this Ahsoka show. It's another Star Wars show about a chick who's got an octopus head or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, I don't, but people debate it. Like, it's like, oh my God, did you see? I think I saw the shadow of the Millennium Falcon. Oh no. Oh my God. You got to take a shower in soft water and jerk yourself off while you rub your other arm. Pretend you have somebody to, to talk to. Quit talking about the shadow of the Millennium Falcon or whatever the fuck. Jesus, God. And look, I got my things I love and I got my things that I hate. And I tell you about them. And maybe I shouldn't tell people what the fuck to do. I don't know. What do I know? I don't know anything, Tanya. I truly don't. Here, I had to be bullied into doing this fucking thing. She's, she's like, you're doing it. A... Get the microphone out. Come on. Uh... I, oh, so I didn't even finish the fucking, when I took, I had to take an Uber to the fucking uh, airport. So the, you, you line up, so I had to get, this is, I'm going to, I'm going to need my phone. Oh, no, I turned my phone off. All right. I'll just tell you off the top of my brain. My ride to the airport from my house was $55. And that was Uber green, which is a hybrid vehicle or an electric vehicle. Uber X was $65. Okay. So I saved 10 bucks by taking Uber green, which I've been driving a ton because I don't know if you've heard hassle of ghosts stole money out of my bank so i've had to do what i could because i almost this this canada trip almost got fucking whacked in the knees because i i had a few ghosts who showed up and took chunks of dough like I, here's something i didn't i you you'll learn uh you know my when you buy a new car your car insurance goes through the fucking roof which again you were all very kind and i had a gofundme and it, it was to built it was baked in all the stuff was going to change and go up and that's fine but what i didn't realize was uh they went to a quarterly payment system because during the pandemic, a lot of people canceled their insurance. So what they're doing now is they're making sure to get a big chunk out of you before you can even think about canceling. Like if another pan, cause it, look, everyone knows another pandemic is coming. They will not do anything about it. Nobody will do. I, I went and got my booster just before I left. Uh, oh, and, and I got a, I almost got a fight at the Walgreens with a fucking dude. Cause I'm in line and I go up to the counter and I'm like, hey, I'm here for a flu shot and my boost and a, and a new COVID booster. And I heard a guy go, Pfft. he's sitting down and he had just gotten his fucking, you know, prescriptions or whatever. And I looked at him and I go, excuse me. And he, he wouldn't say anything. He was an old and he was a jarhead looking guy with fucking, you know, jug fucking crew cut and gray sideburns. Just a beefy idiot. And I go, excuse me. He didn't say anything. And I just looked at him. I got something to say because <laughs> I, I wanted I wanted to. Because I've not been accosted by any of the vaccine people or anything ever. And because, you know why? Because I'm 6'2", 330 pounds. You know, I'm not some bony little grandma who they're like, ah, whatever, you fucking get a vaccine, you're a fucking chimp, you just go ahead and do what the government tells you. And it's like, well, they won't say that to me 
because again, I'll, I'll, you know, smash your face into a fucking plate glass window if you get too close. Uh, no, I won't. Clearly, I won't. I'm old and I don't do that anymore. Hello, police. Um, so I just, I go, you got something to say? And he just kind of like looked away and I was like, I, and I wanted to go, I didn't think so. I wanted to get his face, but I didn't. I dropped it at that. Because also, when you do that, when, when uh, I will tell you all this, because I'm always there when this happens. You may never be there when this happens. But when big guy gets mad, everybody like freaks out. They freeze. They don't know what to do because they know that bad things are about to fucking happen if things get out of hand. And and I'm uh, and, and I've been look, I won't lie. I've been feeling a little fucking uh, froggy because I've been going to the gym. So I'm fucking I'm, my arms are fucking huge and I'm feeling ready. I just have a lot of testosterone in me right now. And unfortunately, I don't have a slick, soft water shower at my house to jerk it all off out of me. So it's fucking I either want to jerk off or fight all the fucking time now, which is great. That was the, that's what this podcast used to be. Let's get back to fucking basics, right? I either wanted to fuck or fight. That was the whole fucking first five years of this goddamn podcast. And then I handed my balls to somebody from the fucking upper Midwest. All right. Uh, but now we're back. And there's nobody to fuck or fight. So what the fuck? And also, I'm 56. I can't fuck or fight anymore, I don't think. We'll see. Hopefully, I'll get a day in court and we'll figure it out. Uh, but so fucking, I, so I, so the thing where I was like, you got something to say? And I'm, I'm, I'm standing up and he's sitting down too, which also is worse because then I'm in a completely dominant position. He might be four feet away from me, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I'll go, I'll move across the floor with fucking impunity and fuck you up. And, uh. He just like looked away, thankfully, because again, there were four people behind me and the people even behind the plate glass were like, they all, everybody stood up and just like their tension is, is mounting and they're waiting. So you got something to say? And you saw the cashier just kind of backed away. And uh, luckily he didn't answer. And uh, and I, I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to throw a final like, you know, I didn't fucking think so, but I didn't. And then I turned around and they were like, fill out this form and could you just check a box here? And I'm just like, yeah, I turn around and everybody's just like, like whistling, like old school fucking movie, like staring at, oh, look at this interesting cough syrup label. Oh my God. I didn't know they had all that in there. You know, they, nobody even wants to look at me at that point because it looks like I'm also looking around for trouble now because I've got my head in a fucking swivel. Any, any other motherfuckers got something to say to me? Who else is mad at medicine? Um... So then I, I, you know, sat down and I went to get my shot. So, but, but I wanted it. Oh boy, did I want to tune that guy up? It would have been fun. Um, and I'm not going to fight a guy in a Walgreens. I want to, I want to, please know this. Please know that I'm never going to fight a guy in a Walgreens, but I always want to fight a guy in a Walgreens. That's all I want to do. I want to buy pistachios and fucking jack a guy in the throat. That's all I want to fucking do. Uh, and it's just back because I'm back in the gym. If I wasn't back in the gym, I'd be timid. I'd be again throwing money to hobos and eating fish sticks. But now I'm back. We're fucking, I've lost 30 pounds. I've lost 30 pounds since fucking September 1st. God damn it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and, and there's a hundred to fucking go. There's a hundred to fucking go. Uh, and I'm going to the gym. And, uh, you know, and also my fucking new, because I have a new trainer because John is super busy and I feel terrible because John, <clears throat> he didn't answer my texts for like two weeks. So I was like, meh, I don't like John anymore. He's mean and whatever. Even my friend for seven years. So, he then he texted me after I started training with Mariano and he's just like, dude, and I haven't even read the text because it'll I don't want to I'm like embarrassed, but I haven't answered it either. And then he wrote me a second one. And he was like, hi, like a week later. And I still haven't answered it. I feel terrible. I should answer it right now on the air. So what I should do. <laughs> um, so I, I when I got vaccinated for the trip here, which once I found out it was officially happening, you know what I mean? I was able to make because I drove like a motherfucker. I was Ubering. 
a ton fucking morning, noon and night. Oh, dude, get this. I picked up the, uh, and people look, like I said, 95% of the time it's fine. And then 5% of the time it's like, I, why, why do you, I can't understand how you still have teeth, the way you act, the way you talk. I picked up this couple and I, for some reason, I always, it, remember I talked about how the money was bad, like the last few times I did it, I made, I did really well, which I needed to fucking do or else I couldn't have made this trip. Like I, I cause I had to have a certain amount in the bank just to travel. You know what I mean? Cause I have auto, I have a car insurance coming out. Oh, I didn't even finish that story. So the, the car insurance, they, they take this money out ahead of time, like the quarterly payment and stuff like that. And so they, I went to switch it and uh, I, to a credit card. So they would take my, it was all baked into the GoFundMe, but I wanted my credit card to do it because then it would be an auto pay and I could pay it right away with my bank account, whatever the fuck. And also it's part of building credit. I like to use my credit card twice a month, whatever. And, uh, and so I, I did it and then I went to my bank account and the insurance ghost had shown up and he took money and, and a, ch- a good chunk. Not the, not the money the tax people took, but a good chunk. And I was like, what the fuck? So then when I, I went to, because I thought I switched it. And when I went, I had added the credit card as a payment option, but I did not make it my main payment option. So I was like, motherfucker. So to avoid that again, I clicked the box and it said, you cannot use this as a main payment option for your car insurance for your auto pay. So I in, in a day, I have another huge chunk coming out. And so I had to drive a ton to make sure I had it in the bank in order to come here and fuck. Again, be happy with your lives. You have jobs and people who love you. I've got one of those. Uh, yeah, I'll let you guys figure out which one is which. So I had to drive a ton. So, But I haven't been getting those offers, like I said, for those trips to the airport and shit. Those just dried up. But dude, but all right. So dude, look, I'll tell you this real fast. I took a girl to Palmdale from the Valley, which is a 50 mile ride, which, and I don't, when I told you I'm, I'm Travis barbecue. Like when I'm in the car, I just take fucking people and I try to take as much money as I possibly can. Cause there are people, if you go to Reddit, there's like an Uber driver section and they're all like, I gamed the system. I made $70 in four minutes or whatever. And all these guys figure these algorithms out. And I'm like, if I'm in the car, I'm in the car and I know I'm in the car for five or six hours and I want to make 150 bucks. And that, you know, cause I don't, I look what I love to make a thousand dollars. Yes. But but they're like, well, you can make $150 in four minutes if you follow our plan. I'm like, oh, I don't fucking join our website. We'll fi- we'll explain it to you. I don't know. Because I, again, as I told you when I did Uber the first time, I had to go to some orientation meetings. And, uh, and I will tell you this. I thought they were the most simple people I'd ever meet in my life. And then I got my new job, which I'll tell you about another time. Uh, so then I'm, so I'm Ubering a ton and I'm in the car. And I always, for some reason, I'm winding up in like fucking Inglewood. Like I'm winding up where there's a ton of, you know, not good stuff, hookers and, you know, anger. And, uh, and normally, look, you know me, I like hookers and anger. I just don't want it in the backseat of my fucking car at 1.30 in the morning. But there'll be people in it, it. I don't mean to be mean. Sometimes people are down on their luck or sometimes people have circumstances that lead them to live in an impoverished area. And that's the way it is. And possibly they're doing their best to work to get their get out of there or possibly they've settled in and they go this is where we live and we'll do our best while we're here and all of that is great but then you'll meet the people that you understand you're like oh there's a reason you live in this impoverished area because you're a bad person or you're terrible and uh i will meet them when i'm in those impoverished areas sometimes and here is i and i look i'm sure these are lovely people they're very nice but people inherently are selfish and dicks, in my opinion. Uh, 
So I had to go to a food for less and pick up some people. And they, and they even texted me like I got pinged. So I had to go pick them up and they're like, Hey, we have some groceries. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. Cause they just put it in the trunk and if they need help, I'll help. But usually they don't need help, but I'll ask in the old days I used to get out and like load the trunk and then they wouldn't tip me. And I'd be like, what the fuck, man? Uh, and also Lou, Hey Lou, if you're out there listening, Lou wrote me and I haven't read your note on Facebook. I only saw the first sentence. I know if, cause if I answer it, if I, if I read it, I got to answer you. Why would I do that? I'm a dick. Uh, but Lou, I hope you're good and your family's good. You're lovely. But you, he even wrote me, he's like, nobody tips on Uber. Like that's all I saw. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I literally average, I would say I average two tips a night out of like 15 fares, uh, maybe three. Um, but then, but then it makes it even better when like I took some Korean grandma and her daughter, or, you know, and I took them all down to Koreatown and when they were getting out there, oh, this for you. And they hand me $4 and you're just like, I, I want to hug you. I want to hug you. You're so nice. Uh, that makes it all, all, all the better when someone does that because everybody else just fucking ignores you and they treat you like the train or whatever the fuck. So I had to pick these people up at food for less and I pull into the parking lot and they have, like, I, I don't know if they somehow asked them to build a larger cart for them. They had so many groceries. They they had to have 20 bags of groceries, cases of water and soda. And I just pulled up and they're like, they waved. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. And I, I rolled the window and I'm like, you need help? No, it's okay. And the guy's got a beer. And they load the trunk and he gets in the car with the beer. And I go, dude, you you can't have a beer in the car. And he's like, well, I'm not driving. I go, open container is a law. You can't have a beer in the car. Well, you know, they, they never say anything before when I drive. I, I know, but it's my car. Other cars, fine. Not for me. I go, can you can you dump it out? Would you do that? He goes, yeah, it's fine. And he gets out and uh, they had left groceries in their cart, like on the bottom. You know, you forget. He forgot. And I go, also, you you have like a case of soda and a case of water. He's like, oh, pop the trunk. I'm like, fuck, pop the trunk. They put the soda in the water back there. And he, you know, I see him walk over to the garbage can. He gets in the car. And they're only like three miles away from the grocery store. So I drive. And uh, and in my brain, this is completely true, I feel terrible about it. In my trunk, I have, I had a screwdriver that our friend Murph, who listens to the show, sent me. Because I mentioned that my power screwdriver was not, it had died. So he sent me, I, I can't imagine that this wasn't a fuck ton of money. It's, it's a suitcase. And when you open it, it's got a screwdriver and a million different bits I didn't even know there were that many screws in the fucking world. I just thought, you know, you had Phillips and you had regular, but this has small and big and whatever. And it's, and it's amazing. So I had it in my trunk because I had to put my license plates on my new car and I just never brought it in. So when they loaded the trunk and I also have a flashlight back there, I have my own grocery bags and I never usually think about it. But for these people I, in my brain, I have to admit, I was like, oh man, those screwdrivers like they're because the flashlight who gives a shit and grocery bags, whatever. I can't lose these screwdrivers. I fucking can't. And I'm like, they're not going to steal my screwdrivers, are they? That would be fucking terrible. And then I was like, well, wait a minute, because they were in a bag, a grocery bag, and shoved to the back because I didn't want it flying around the trunk. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm fine. I'm sure it's fine. So I pulled up to their house and I'm like, you need help? They're like, no, no. And I popped the trunk and they get out and they, and again, it's literally they're just putting everything on the sidewalk because there's so many fucking groceries and then the water and whatever. And they're like, okay, thank you. Thank you. I go, all right, thanks, whatever. And they, they, I close the trunk and I drive away. And I, I had to turn my phone off because I was in a terrible area. And, and sometimes if you get stuck in these terrible areas, I don't mind driving them. I don't, but sometimes they'll, it'll be with these new rides that are only $2. You'll get these $2 rides. 
you know, someone needs to go up and get a pack of Swisher sweets, you know what I mean? And go back to their house or whatever the fuck. You're like, God damn it. So I turn it off if I'm down there. And also I wanted to get something to drink and hit whatever, hit a grocery store. So I put in Ralph's and I go to the Ralph's and I'm like, you know what? You should check your fucking trunk to see if the fucking, the screwdrivers are still in there. Fuck. And I'm sweating it. So I pull into the grocery store parking lot. I pop the trunk. And the second I open the, the trunk, beer smell hits me in the face. And I look and uh, my screwdrivers are out of the bag, the suitcase. He had taken, they were out of the bag and they were by the front, by the lock. So he had taken them out of the bag. And he guess, I guess he decided not to take them. But when he put his soda and water in the trunk, he put his open beer in the trunk, like between them thinking it would save it. And the beer had spilled all over my trunk. And I have a towel in the trunk for my gym when I go to the gym. And he had used that to wipe up the beer. And they didn't tip. How do you, and in my brain, again, maybe you live there for a reason. Maybe you're a bad person. Who does that? Who Again, with the beer and the sneaky and the bullshit, whatever the fuck, I get it. The fact you're even drinking a beer in the parking lot of the grocery store, I've judged you instantly. But then you try to wedge it in my trunk and then it spills. Then you use my towel to clean it up. And then I'm thinking, was he looking for the towel? And then he found the screwdrivers and like, ho, ho. And then he put them down. Like, I'm trying to go piece through his criminal mind to figure out what he did and why he did it. And I felt, I felt awful because I don't want to judge people. I don't. I want, you know, I'm out to help. And again, I drive anybody everywhere. I've been down in that area. I pick dudes up at two o'clock in the fucking morning that are that emerge from the shrubs and you're like, oh, geez, what the fuck's going to happen here? But I'm and I'm always nice and they get in the car. I don't you know, I don't judge anybody. I don't freak the fuck out um, because because I, I, I have a genuine feeling that you have to go looking for trouble for trouble to happen to you. Now, you can say by definition, the fact that I'm driving around in South Central Los Angeles and Compton at two in the morning, perhaps I'm looking for trouble. I'm not. But a white guy cruising around in his Toyota, you know, that with glasses on. Hi, guys. You know, I've told you, I made, I made eye contact with a hooker down there like uh, two weeks ago. And she saw me at the stoplight and she just started walking over to the car. And I'm like, nope, no, no. You know, the very fact that I even had to tell a hooker, nope, we're good. We're fine. Uh, did I tell a story on here about Lily and I in the morning seeing the hookers? I don't know if I did. Uh, I'll tell you anyway, if I, I did, I apologize if I'm repeating myself. It was in the same area of town because Lily, um, her boyfriend, his family had a tragedy and they had to go They're They're possibly moving to this area. And they're, they're about five miles removed from the bad part. They're in a nice neighborhood. But it's again, it's that thing where if you go five miles in either direction, who knows what the fuck will happen. You'll step in a bear trap. So I had to pick her up in the early in the morning down there one day to drive her to do some errands and stuff. I was helping her out and we're driving. It's like 730 in the morning. And we're on, you know, like Martin Luther King and 38th. All right. That'll give you an idea of the kind of neighborhood we're in. Just uh, everything's a number. And also they don't have the, the, it's the kind of at night, the stoplights aren't red. They just, they blink yellow to go just like, it's basically a general caution. Caution, you're here. You know what I mean? Like it's this warning, this warning strobe to let you know that bad things could happen to you if you stick around. So we're not going to stop you. You just go ahead and make your way out if you can. You know what I mean? So in the morning, even it, it's, it's red lights, stop and go traffic. Cause a lot of people are avoiding the freeway and we're out in the morning driving and, uh, there's hookers. And, and I mean like, cause you know, I'll, you'll see girls in doorways and you can kind of tell, you know, in certain areas. And like I talked about in Venice end of the month, like there was a girl who came up to my car looking to blow me at, at, a, at the barbecue place, you know, cause it's like, they'll come out end of the month, try to make some money. 
But this wasn't that. This was the pros. We were we were in the major leagues at this point because there are girls on the fucking sidewalk with thongs on, girls in bras. Uh, there was a girl who had something I you would see in a Missy Elliott video, like a, a costume that was like it looked like duct tape almost, but it was silvered. It went up through her fucking crotch, over her nipples, like only, and then the thong in the back. Like she's wearing nothing. And they and with a with a fucking fuchsia wig on, you know what I mean? Those those things. And her tits are hanging out. You don't see any nipple, but you see everything else. And I was like, and and you know, I've seen. I was in Houston once where we took a left turn, and there had to be thirty hookers out. I mean, I've seen a lot of stuff. And also in Santa Monica, when the tranny hookers or transsexual hookers, transitioning hookers, I apologize. When when hookers would be out, you would see them, you know, three deep sometimes on the corner or in the in and at the 7-Eleven around the you know around the corner of the building so you're used to seeing it and also i like vice so i'd always keep an eye out like ooh ah ooh it's like it's almost like going to the the zoo you're like oh i'm in the titty zoo this is great look at these hookers with their fucking racks out so i i have a a heightened alarm system for it but i didn't even need that in this neighborhood because they're like i said it's some chick from the fifth element is out there trying to sell her pussy of course i'm gonna fucking see it so we're driving, and then there's like a pop-up taco joint, right, with the canopy and the Christmas lights in the daytime, and just hookers standing around it, like tacos and tacos in the morning. Let's do it. Let's fucking get tacos and pussy. Who wants it? It's selling it right there at the stand, and I'm like, nothing wrong with that. It's that kind of neighborhood. So I look, and I go, but I, but I have to admit, it's jarring, even though I've seen it a bunch of times. At 7.30 in the morning, to see them on every corner and in every doorway, to see them out in in I mean, in numbers, it was fucking strange. So I made a comment and I'm just like, I go, man, I go, I, I go, this is, this is just blatant hooker town. It's not just like hooker town. It's like, they're out ready. And she, and Lily goes, well, she goes, you know, it's probably a lot of transsexuals too. I go, no, I go, it's, I go, I'm looking at them. Clearly they're wearing too little clothing to be transsexual hookers. She goes, well, you'd be surprised at like what they can do with the tucking and the moving. I go, look, I'm looking right at them. They have like actual tits. Like I can see. You know, I, I, I said I used to work in Santa Monica, West Hollywood, and I would drive home from the Troubadour or whatever, and you would see tranny hook. I know transsexual hookers, and I know how they, you know, it's it's a different look. They're, they're linebackers. They have big shoulders, and I go, these are women. You can see. She's like, no, you know, and, and also these women are unsafe. It's probably transsexuals. That's why they're working during the day because of it's, it's safer for them. And I go, listen to me, because now I'm getting frustrated because I'm getting hooker lectures like i mean you're, you're teaching hooker school to me and i understand lily knows sex workers and stuff like that but i went listen to me i go all right i go i'm gonna pull this card out and i didn't say that out loud but i said i go well also we're in a we're in a black neighborhood black latino neighborhood uh if these were transsexual hookers they would be in danger because that community does not look kindly on having it in their neighborhood. I mean, they're, they might have it in West Hollywood. They might have whatever. I go, but if there was a transsexual hooker out in the daytime, there would be guys telling them to get away. It is, I'm not telling you anything you might not know, or maybe I am. There is a lot of anti-transsexual feeling within the black community. And especially if they come out as hookers on the street, they look at it like you're trying to fool them or you're trying, it's bad. It's just a bad thing. And so I said, look, I go, you can say it's safer during the day, but if these are transsexual hookers in a black neighborhood, they're in danger already. I go, that's why they're not. I'm telling you, these are women. I, I'm guaranteeing it. And she goes, nah, I'm, you, you're wrong. And I know you think, and I, and I just, I, I wanted to yell where I just wanted to go, listen to me. Okay. No offense. I, I know hookers. All right. And here's what I'm telling you about hookers and transsexuals in the community and, and, uh, just, but just to be constantly corrected, like five times she kept refuting anything I said. And I would, and finally I just shut up. I, I had, cause what am I going to do at that point? 
look it up, Google it. Hold on, let's Google transsexual hookers in the black community. I mean, I'm, fucking, I'm not going to do that. But I knew there were women because their tits were out. I could see them. And look, no offense, your standard transsexual streetwalker isn't on hormone therapy. So they're not going to have tits that are hanging out. They're just not. Unless the rest of the body matches and they got fucking gynecomastia or whatever the fuck. Whatever. So I was <laughs> I'm furious at 7.30 in the morning arguing about transsexual hookers with Lily. And she's going, no, no, you're, you're wrong. I'm telling you. No, no, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong. You can say you disagree, but you can't tell me I'm wrong unless I go up and I start pulling panties to the side and seeing if anything fucking falls out. You know, if we, if we, we can see if we got fucking bratwurst or roast beef sandwich, and then we can fucking have it to see if I'm wrong or not. Fuck. So, uh... So, yeah, so I wind up in those neighborhoods all the fucking time now. And then at night, it's even weirder, like I said, because it's, you know, it's it's a whole different world. It really is. And it'll be it'll be two thirty in the morning and there'll be a bodega open and four dudes just sitting around outside smoking and you could smell weed and they're smoking weed or whatever. And and it's like when I was in Camden, when I was in Murder Town, remember when I went to do a show in Philadelphia and I wound up in fucking Murder Town, guys were around a garbage can that was on fire. They can walk into my car at the intersection. That's what it's like down there in South Central, because clearly Again, white guy with a head the size of a canned ham is driving a Toyota Camry around. I don't live there. So they all think I want something or they're wondering, what the fuck is this guy doing here? Or I'm a cop or whatever. So I'll go to a stoplight and there'll be four dudes and everybody watches you. Everybody looks at you. And like, and it's this fun thing too, because again, I, I've been to Chicago. Uh, you know, I, I have friends who lived in Chicago and you would go to their house and there would be shit going on at night that normally goes on during the day, like a lemonade stand. And you'd be like, why the fuck is there a lemonade stand at one in the morning? That doesn't make any sense. It's not safe. But like I'm in this neighborhood and I'm driving and there's like a guy working on his car. I, I just with the hood up with the hanging light and he's just he's bent over the hood over this fucking ratchet mobile. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, because again, they everybody lives their life at different times. And this dude just fixing his car. And I'm like, what the fuck? But, and, but then I drive away and he stands up. And he looks at me, he looks at me to see you know, that everybody looks at you to see who you are. And I bet. A lot of them got their head on a swivel for cops. You know what I mean? Because who the fuck knows? But also there's infidels or strangers who come in and they're like, who the, and, and like I said, dopey white guy in sweats. They're probably just like, you know, what do you want to buy? What are you looking for? And that's why I said I made eye contact with a hooker at the stoplight. And she starts kind of like moseying. I, I had to roll the window down. Nope, no. And then I'm like, why are you rolling your window down? What the hell are you? Because now you're just saying come over. But instead I roll it down. I'm like, I'm good. You got to tell the because I don't know the sign for that either. It's just like, nope. No, thanks. I, I'm not in the pussy market today. You go ahead and stay on that street corner. I, I'm sorry to bother you. I didn't bother you. I pulled up to a stoplight, but I still feel like I did something just by my very presence. It look, you know, in that neighborhood, it looks like I want a blowjob. So I'm like, sorry, uh, no, sorry. I'm not, not, I'm just looking, you know what I mean? What do you say? Fucking terrible. Uh, but I always wind up down there. It seems like I always, that's where I wind up constantly late at night. And then it's terrible because then it'll come to be bar time and I don't want to be down there during bar time. So I got to turn the fucking app off, whatever, who cares? But I drove a ton and I made a ton of money. I, but I picked up these two drunk dudes at a bar. Uh, and I was, uh, they were standing outside when I got there and they're swaying, which always is a bad sign, you know? So I, I went, <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, I'm sorry. For those who are wondering, I, I did not boost Tanya. Uh, Ken snuck up behind her and he strangled her, which was fucking crazy. Um, and I saw him coming and he literally, he was tiptoeing for like four minutes. The whole time I was telling that story about hookers, he's literally like, like the mummy with its hands in front of itself. He was walking behind you to get toward you and, and, he, and he's like, shh. And I'm like, what am I going to say? I'm doing a fucking show. Look out, Tanya. Uh, so I fucking, what the fuck is I saying? I remember I picked these dudes up and they get in the car. One guy's from Brazil 
and uh, they were celebrating his new job. They told me, hey, I got the, I got the new job. It's nice. And he's like, oh, and he's, he's like, he just moved here and he got a job like right away at this video game place, uh, like a, a imaging center. And I'm like, congratulations, man. That's great. He goes, it's, you have so many rules in America. I don't know what, you know, I find a job. I don't know if I get. And the guy goes, you're fine. You know, you went in there. It was good. He goes, I was, wor- I was worried I would not remember, you know, address. And they ask, because I, I think of Brazil and I tell him my address from Brazil and I don't know what to say. And then they ask why I stay here. And and, he's, and they're drunk. They're so drunk, but they're talking. And his buddy goes, you got it right, though. You nailed it. And you're totally going to get a job. I go, wait a minute. So he didn't get this job? And he goes, no, he's going to get this job. But he went in and they loved him. I guarantee it. He goes, I know a guy who works there. He said he was great. I go, all right, well, good luck. And uh, he goes, but there's so much to remember. Like address and numbers and phone numbers. And, you know, I have all these, they social security number. I just get, I just get that they want it. They want to know social security. And the guy goes, well, yeah, you need a social security number. He goes, you just, you, you became a citizen. And so you got one, right? He's like, yes, but, but they want right away. I, I, they tell me not to give, but now I got to give to, to them. And, and he goes, well, that's a good job, man. They want to know. I know, but they tell me not to give. And now I have to give. And I don't remember. I don't know. So I try to remember. So I keep saying over and over again, two, nine, four, he says his social security number and he just repeats it over and over. Two nine four eight one and I'm not, I'm not gonna say the number. Two nine four eight one four six oh oh two nine one eight four and he keeps saying his social security number. And his buddy goes, That's his way to remember, but you should just bring the card, you don't have to remember it. He goes, Yes, but I could not find the card, I just move in and there's so many things at the house. You know, I because they live together, I'm taking them to their fucking house. You, I don't know where the envelope is and the card and the documents, you know, and they, I have to send them and then you want the email and I have to to go to a a uh what how you say uh, uh and the guy goes, Kinkos, Kinkos, I got to go to Kinkos and make a copy of everything thing and they want it all and two six one four oh nine and he keeps saying his social security number and i finally go hey man you got to stop saying your social security number out loud and he goes why i have to remember i need to know and i go you you can't give it out to people but they want me to give i go no your work you have to give it to i go but you don't want weird uber driver to know your social security number oh Oh, I don't remember. I just, there's so many rules here I don't have to understand. And his buddy goes, don't worry about it. You'll get settled and it's fine. And just, just and I and I dropped him at their fucking house. It was only a two-mile ride, but I got the guy's social security number out of him. <laughs> and, and he showed me his driver's license. He goes, look, look at the picture he showed me. And I go, great, buddy. And I immediately went and opened three credit cards. <laughs> got those. So fucking this guy from, uh, you know, uh, Curitiba, Brazil, is going to wind up getting four bills in the mail. Um, but that's, I mean... You know, it's nuts. Like I said, and most of the time it's just people that don't want to talk, which and which is great. But then, but I don't get these airport things anymore. So then, I, and also I got to be honest, with you, I think I'm the only white Uber driver on the planet because every time I get picked up, it's some fucking dude from a country where they eat mice. You know what I mean? One of those fucking guys, a guy with like four Z's, like like Seinfeld used to say about the cab driver, the chemical symbol for boron is in their name, <laughs> and that's what it is. These dudes show up. I drove when I had, so I had that I, I mentioned it was a $55 ride because Uber oh so that's what I was going to pivot to. I always get Uber green rides when I'm driving because I have a hybrid. But what I realized when I ordered my Uber is they charge you less for Uber green because you're saving the environment, but they don't give the driver more because they figure that you're saving money in gas by driving a hybrid, so it's okay to knock money off the fare. You still make the fare. They're like, you still make the same fare. It's like, no, I don't. I don't make the same fare a guy who makes sixty-five dollars does. There's more. It's all. So they they think your savings come from driving the hybrid, and you're saving money in gas, so they can take it off the fare that they charge the person. And I just, I they, dude. 
look, this world is over. We know this. All of us have been turned into taxi drivers. All of our homes have been turned into hotels. This Airbnb bullshit. Uh, Turo, now you can rent fucking somebody else's car. There's oh, there's a way to get there's all side hustles for fucking everybody, and all it has done is turn all of us into a. Everybody talks about the gig economy. Everyone is an employee of somebody at some point, twenty four hours a fucking day. So, I, I get these Uber green fares, and I was wondering, I'm like, is that what's the deal? And then I realized, you know, I looked it up, and it's they think your savings is in the gas from you having a hybrid. And you'll get more rides from people who want to save the environment. It all adds up in the end. And I'm like, it doesn't fucking add up at all. It doesn't add up at all, you motherfuckers. So I get charged $55. Now, look, it's, it's, it's like 17 miles from my house to the airport, right around there. And it's $55 for the ride. And uh, dude comes to my house. And like I said, it's never, there's never some, it's early in the morning and I don't want to talk anyway, but whatever. But it's always some, this, some guy with like four Z's in his name. And it, so this time I got Vivrec which sounds like, you know, a guy Conan brought into battle. I mean, he's one of those fucking guys. And he looked, he looked the part he had, he had, he was bald and he had like a big bushy, like gray mustache and fucking hands, the size of fucking catcher's mitts, just giant, like meaty strangling a fucking guy for a confession hands. You know what I mean? He was, he was working the border checkpoint in Chechnya and then he made it over here and now he's driving a RAV four and taking me to the fucking airport. So sure enough, I, I, walk out and he's just like Mikhail and I says yeah it's uh, I go and Vivrek and he goes yes Vivrek get in and he puts and I need and he's gonna put my I go I go I got the luggage he goes no no and he is fucking beefy hand palms my suitcase you know throws it in there just a monster of a guy and uh and we get on the road and we start driving and uh, I go can I and, and I and I unfortunately because I'm dumb he doesn't speak much English, I can tell. So I wind up talking that broken bullshit that you're not supposed to. Because normally I'd be like, hey, man, can I open the window? But I'm like, uh, it's okay, open window. <laughs> so stupid. And he's like, die, it's okay. And I'm like, all right. And I, I should tell you this. His phone, he's got a giant screen with a map on it. He's got his phone with a map on it. And both of them are in another language. And it's that weird language that looks like uh, the imprint of the bottom of your shoe. Or I don't even know what it is. You know what I mean? Where it's just like a series of loops. I have no fucking idea what it is, but it's some other, I don't know how they speak in loop, but they do. And the, the verbal, the lady who tells you where to turn is also speaking this completely different language. I think it was Russian. I don't know. So sure enough, we're, we're driving, we get on the freeway, which was super busy for some reason at fucking six in the morning. And, uh, he looks at me and he goes, carpool. And I go, yeah. And he goes, it's Okay. And I said, yeah, man. I mean, there's two of us. That's good. We can use the carpool. And he just fucking crosses the double yellow line, which is a $500 fine if you're caught and merges into the carpool lane. And and I go, whoa, Vivrek. And he just goes, huh? I go, well, you got to. He goes, you say, okay. And I go, but, but yeah, but you can't. There's the, the line. You can't cross the line. Oh, it's okay. And I, I'm not going to argue with him because, again, he waved that beefy fucking hand at me. But, but, but then part of me was mad because I'm like, did you just ask my permission to break the law? And if so, if you get pulled over, are you going to say it's my fault and do I have to pay it because I'm the past? I don't know any of this bullshit, but it's like, what the fuck are you doing, man? If you, and you drive, you drive for a living. So don't fucking act like I told you what you could do. You know, clearly what it does. I know where you come from. There's all mule paths and shit, but here we got rules. And, uh, but then, you know, the rest of the ride was uneventful. I get to the airport. And he was super nice. Again, same thing gets out to get my luggage. Da, Mikael. Have a strong day, is what he said. And I was like, all right. 
And uh, I, you know, hop in the fucking Southwest to check in. And then that was a zoo because, you know, when I check in now, I have to go to the front to ask them because uh, I'm a giant. So I'll be like, it's a secret I've learned that if you go there and you go, hey, look, I'm a big dude. And is there an extra seat? And they'll give you an extra seat now. They don't charge you. I used to charge you. So I was, so I wait, but I got to wait in line then with people, even though I'm all checked in. Uh, and I don't mind because the people are usually very nice. But there, but it was like this tension-filled line because people were I don't know, running behind, and there was some dude who had his dog out, and uh, and the woman says, "Excuse me," she goes, "Is that a therapy animal?" And he's like, "No." She goes, "Well, he has to go in his carrier," and he goes, "Why?" She goes, "Because that's the rules. You got to have him in the carrier." He goes, "Well, I'm just gonna have to take him out of TSA anyway." TSA anyway. She goes, "Right, but you have to put him in the carrier now." He goes, "But it does. You know, I'll just get through this, and it's fine. I can leave him out." She goes, "You can't leave him out. It's the rules. You have to put him away." He goes, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. And she's like, I, that's fine, but it's the rules. And if he's not a therapy dog, you have to have him in the carrier at all times. He goes, well, I'll just hold him. He lifts him up. And she goes, I'm telling you, he has to go in it in the, in the little house. He has to go in the fucking carrier. And, but he was just, again, it's that thing with people who are just the guy with the beer, put your beer in the trash. Okay. Wedges it in my trunk spills everywhere because everyone in the world is 10. They're 10 fucking years old and they want to do what they want to do. And they don't want anybody to tell them they can't do anything differently. No, I'll, I'll just keep my dog here. No, you won't. You'll put him in the fucking carrier. It's the rules. It's the law. Well, no, no, I'll just leave him out. Well, then get the fuck out of here and go home and don't get on a plane. What rules of society don't fucking apply to you? And how the fuck do you know who's allergic and who's not? Put him in his fucking suitcase. I'm sorry for Odin, your dog, and I'm sure the flight to New Orleans is going to suck for him, but that's your fault for traveling with a fucking living, breathing animal. Travel by yourself. Travel light. Don't travel with another thing with a heartbeat. Never travel with anything with a fucking heartbeat. Jesus. But they fucking just shut your bitch mouth up and put your dog in his fucking house. People don't want to deal with it. And it's six in the morning. Everybody's bleary eyed. Nobody wants to talk except Vivrick. Um, so yeah, and then I, so now I'm here. I'm in Canada. It was fine. Uneventful flights slept most of the way. Uh, the second flight was like a play at the disco plane. It was fun. It had like blue and pink lights and everything. It was pretty sweet. Um, flew into Buffalo, came here. Uh, I told you already, I'm staying up in the bedroom. I had to go on a bug hunt the first day, uh, because he leaves, uh, Ken leaves his, his patio door open for the dog moose. And so it's still fly season in Canada, I suppose. So there's all fly, there's millions of flies in his house. So I go up to the bedroom and I close the door and I, I could feel their presence. That was the fucking weird part. Like I knew they weren't even flying around, but I knew they were in there. So I turned around and you know, the fucking, the, 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 the casing for the light fixture and the wall, it looked like a poppy seed bun. I look up, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. And I, so then I opened the door to try to like get them out, but I don't know. I, I look, I don't know who made me a fly wrangler. I don't know. I'm going to herd these motherfuckers out the door, but some for dumb re- reason, I was like, okay, well I'll just open the door and we'll wave them. But then I opened the door and fucking moose comes in the bedroom and I'm like, moose, I love you, but you can't be in here. And he, he does that flopping thing. Tanya knows he does this thing where he just goes dead weight and he flops on the ground, flops on the rug. Go, moose buddy. And now the fly, the Ah, he's forgotten about us. I'm like, no, I haven't forgotten about you guys. Uh, so I had to get Moose out and then close the door. And then I was like, well, it's not going to work. Either Moose is in or the flies are out. I got to figure a way to do it. So then bug hunt. So uh, I took a box of Kleenex because there was no fucking fly swatter or anything. And I just started throwing it at flies like around the room. I would just, and I was worried I was going to wake Ken up, but you're not going to wake Ken up because he snores louder than anything I've ever heard in my fucking life. And, uh, and I'm just fucking throwing the Kleenex box and smashing flies and scooping them up with Kleenex. 
And there's one I, I can't reach. It's above. It's funny. It's like a it's like a warning to the other flies. He's still above the, the dresser. I can't reach him, but he's smashed onto the wall. Um, so I, I get all the flies. And there's mos- there are a couple of mosquitoes in there, too. I kill them. And it looks good. I figure I'm okay. And I sit on the bed and I turn my laptop on. And out of the corner of my eye, there's a bug in the bed. This isn't a fly. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because bu- you look, you know me. And I don't know if you've heard. I don't know, you may have heard because you're French. Uh, France is overrun with bed bugs. They said right now they feel like 12% of Paris has bed bugs right it's it's insane and they and now they're worried because all these people are there for fashion week and they're coming back to new york and they said it's just going to be brutal like the the an invasion is what they called it and they said literally 12 percent of the city of paris has bed bugs think about that and and those they don't fuck around i mean look by year five or four or whatever the fuck it was because it's terrifying and i you know and now, and now i read this and i'm getting on a plane two planes because it was I, tra- I transferred in baltimore and i'm like motherfucker i hope there's no fucking frenchies on here that'd be a fucking drag i can't imagine there's a, a france to baltimore line but who knows someone might be going from france to buffalo who knows uh the disco plane certainly there's gonna be french people on here but i fucking i just was like i can't i can't but then i turn around in his bed and there's this bug walking and I'm like, what the fuck? And it's big, so it's not a bed bug. So I get up and I get the Kleenex box, which is done already. It's, it's still hyperventilating from the what it's the work I put it through. And I grab Kleenex, and it's an uh, he's got a little he's got pinchers. He's a earwig, is what he is. And I in my brain, I'm like, did he hitchhike up on my suitcase? Because you know you're not supposed to put your suitcase on the bed when you when you get into a hotel. But I just didn't think of that here. And I put my suitcase down on the bed, and then sure enough, this fucking bug is there, and he's just he's just kind of walking super slow. Um, but it freaked me out, and so I scooped him up and I squished him, and I put him with the pile of dead bugs over on the fucking dresser that I was going to throw away in the morning. Uh, and then I I flipped the covers over, and there was a fly in the bed. But what was weird is. He was having a fly nap like he was. He wasn't he didn't move. He didn't fly away. So I opened it and I looked and he had his still he's still doing his little with his little hands, but he didn't go anywhere. He was sleepy or groggy or whatever the fuck. But he was he was totally having a fly nap and I unveiled him and I looked at him and I fully expected him to fly. So I was going to have to chase him with the box, but he just sat there and he kind of like walked a little bit. and He was rubbing his little hands together. And so I grabbed up two pieces of Kleenex and when I went to him, he still didn't move. And so I, I, I grabbed him. I fucking ethered him, but he was under the covers. So now I got an earwig on top of the covers and I got a fly under the covers and there's flies all over the fucking joint. And I'm like, I can't do this. I can't. I, I put in my earbuds. I slept with my earbuds in the last two nights I've slept in his room with my earbuds and I can't just because I, and he was like, you know, that's a myth about earwigs in your ears. And I go until the time it happens to me, of course, it's a fucking myth until I invite one into my fucking head. It's like vampires. You know, they're fine. You're outside the house. They're shitheads. You never invite them into your house. You invite them in your house. They're going to bite the shit out of you. And it's your fault. So if I leave my ears open for something called an earwig, because you told me it was a myth. And then he decides, what if the earwig eventually just goes, you know what, man, it's in my name. And I know it's supposed to be. We're not supposed to do that. But fuck it. I'm going in an ear. Let's fucking do it. There's no new ear in town. And he just fucking sashays into my brain. Because again, Eddie Van Halen had a beetle crawl into his fucking head once. And he had to be rushed to the emergency room. He was in a hotel on the road. And the thing that's the worst about having a bug in your fucking head is as they're trying to get it, it's fucking, it's scurrying around and trying to, and it's now in your ear fucking, and you're in constant pain. 
But I told him, and he's just like, oh, it's a myth about earwigs. Fuck that. Until the day it climbs into my fucking ear and it's not going to be here. You're not going to get me in Canada, earwigs. And he's like, oh, it's been humid all year, so there's earwigs everywhere. And I'm like, yeah, because they knew I was coming. They made this fucking plan. And they sent him as recon to see if I would put earbuds in and whether or not he can go ahead and fucking attack me. And he didn't because I fucking got him. And I fucking killed all these flies and everything's done. Uh, all right. I, you know what? Fuck it. I, the people are here. And, and uh, I feel stupid now because now it's Ken's house and I'm, I've rampaged. I'm talking too much. So let's do another one. Uh, you don't have to be here. I'm like, let's, poor Tanya. Uh, I'll just, well, yeah, we'll put this up and then we'll do another one uh, tomorrow or the day after, right? That sounds, is that fun? feasible? Boss, get the microphone out. Uh, all right. So I'm in Canada and, uh, and that was my adventures on the way here or whatever the fuck. So I'll, I'll come back tomorrow or the day after. That sounds like a good place. You work tomorrow, Ken? Ah, maybe I'll, there you go. I got an afternoon free tomorrow. Tanya, you come over tomorrow? You don't have to, I'm teasing. Um, so, but, but you know, tomorrow, guys, it'll just be me and you, intimate show. There won't be as many people here lurking. Because uh, I know it's weird for you guys when somebody's watching me do the show. I know it's fucking weird for me these days. It's not really, Tanya. Come over when you want. Uh, all right, so you guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You can be my friend at Facebook.com slash The40YearOldBoy. You can follow me on Twitter.com slash The40YearOldBoy or X.com slash The40YearOldBoy, whatever the fucking name is today. Uh, also Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, and blue sky at Mike four zero Y O B. I'm at all those places. Mike four zero Y O B. I never post on any of them, but I'm there. So why not follow me? That would be grand. Wouldn't it? Here's some plugs. Let's do the plugs. Um, I'm part of the misfit toys co-op. That's still a thing. I've been told, I think, I don't know. I get, you know, I get emails all the time from these faceless podcast dicks who are like, Hey man, you should join our group. We can get you in, in the top 10 podcasts in the country. And I'm like, no, you can't. Are you fucking kidding me? Have you heard my show? I'm talking about bugs. Nobody wants to fucking listen to bugs. Except for the Conjunction Junction show, guys. All right. But I'm now still, I'm still part of the Mr. Toys Co-op. Never not funny. Uh, and I, I truly, I know Paul Gilmartin's Mental Illness Happy Hour. And I know, uh, oh my God, that's pointy with Danielle and Kristen, Kristen is, is out there. I don't know the other shows, but it's we're all part of a big happy family that I've not done any commercials for. And yet I should, shouldn't I? Wouldn't this be an ideal time in Canada by myself in a house alone? Just me and bugs? I should go ahead and do that. Uh, perhaps I will. Who knows? But I'm part of the Mr. Toys Co-op. Please support those shows. Please remember our great friends at the Paranoid Strain. That's our good friend, Fearful Jesuit, and our uh, the, the lovely and talented David Mex Hernandez with the Flem Cat Podcast. Both of those available wherever the finer podcasts are found. Uh, and two more different shows you will never find. The Paranoid Strain gets to the bottom of Hitler's conspiracy theories and the Flemcott podcast has a singing gorilla. So I'm, I literally, you're not going to find two more equidistant points on a, on a, on a compass than those two shows, but they're well worth listening to. And what, you know what, what are the one thing they have in common? Me. They love me. Well, I don't know about they love me, but I mean, I tell you about them. Certainly I'm the one thing they have in common. So go ahead and check them out. The Paranoid Strain podcast and the Flemcat podcast available where your finer podcasts are sold or bought or given or listened to. Want to hire me for cameo? I don't blame you. Oh, I oh, fuck no. I, you know, there's a thing I forgot to tell you guys. So I got to the airport and I was like $55. Then I tipped Viverick like five bucks on top of it. And then I, I was like, I want to see the printout of this. So I opened because Remember I was going to say, I was reading off my phone. I open up, it gives you the trip fare details. My trip to the airport was $31. There's a booking fee of like $6. There's another booking fee of $14. There's an airport fee of $4. There's a driver benefits fee of 79 cents. It's the, the trip should have been $31, but it became 55. There's $24 of booking fees. 
and and bullshit on this thing. And I'm like, because I didn't even finish Palmdale. When I took the girl 50 miles to Palmdale, I made $34. So she got in the car and we and she was really nice. And I was driving and I go, uh, she goes, yeah, I had another driver and they were terrible and I made them pull over. So I'm glad that you're taking me. You seem nice. And I'm like, cool. And uh, I said, I'm going to ask a question. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to. She goes, sure. Because I was shocked that it quoted me $34 for a ride to Palmdale because it's 50 miles. You usually make a buck a mile. It's just, it was the standard before the pandemic. Easily, it was like a buck oh five, a dollar and five cents a mile. And so I said, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. I go, she goes, no problem. I, I go, what are they charging you for this ride? She goes, $79. I said, okay. And she goes, what are they paying you for this ride? I said, $34. She goes, man, they're gangsters. I go, yeah, they're gangsters. There's clearly, there's no doubt. Uh, and then I'm on the other end of it as the passenger. I saw I was charged. I didn't ask Vivrek how much he was getting because I don't know what his currency is in his country and I don't know what the exchange rate would have been. So I didn't want to have that conversation. But sure enough, it, I paid $55 for a $31 ride to the airport. Fucking just absolute gangster behavior. There's no doubt. Um, so I mentioned that now because as I, I was reminded because of Cameo, I may have mentioned this in the last show. I got hired to do a cameo for a guy. He was super nice. And he wanted to talk about, he wanted me to talk about Bears football. Now, look, I also posted on Facebook, hey, man, I'm going to talk about football tomorrow morning. And then I didn't put up a show that morning and I didn't talk about the Bears today. I'll get to it. I promise. But look around. Go look at the standings. Do you really want to hear me bucking bitch about the Bears? I'm not sure if you do, quite frankly. Uh, what a fucking mess. But I'll talk about it. Maybe tomorrow. Look, again, we're doing nothing tomorrow but sitting in a room. Uh, Tanya, you'll be here. No, you won't. Uh, so. I, I what was I thinking though? Oh, the cameo. I get booked for a cameo. So I, this, this dude, super cool guy. Uh, also I want to, I want to thank Dave too. Dave signed up to be, a, a, a on, well, I'll get to that in a second. Why am I doing that? Patreon. Um, so this guy hired me to do a cameo and, uh, you know, I always joke, I go, it's $20, but I get 15 because the cameo people get five bucks off the top. So I did this cameo for this guy and this is the first cameo I've ever done <laughs> where I out-talked Cameo and it stopped automatically. Because normally if I do a Cameo, I talk too much. There's no doubt. And and if you look at the, you know, when I'm getting 20 bucks for, like I said, for a Cameo, and I give you a 20-minute Cameo, I mean, you know, because Cameos usually are like a minute. They, 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 and so now again, it's that thing where I question myself. I'm like, nobody wants me to talk fucking forever. Nobody. There's no reason to do this. But then I start talking and it becomes that. And all of a sudden it's 10 minutes in. I haven't even talked about the thing they wanted me to talk about. It's a disease. It's a disease that I have. So I, whatever, I did the talking and I even told him, I go, look, it's a $20 thing and it's 15. Uh, so I need 15 bucks to hire me to you know talk to your aunt, whatever. So when I finish, I, uh, it says, you've been paid. Congrats on your streak of cameos or whatever. $11. I made $11 for this cameo. And I talked, I talked for 20 minutes and it cut me off. Like cameo, even cameo shrugged its shoulders and went, shut the fuck up, dude. And so I, I even wrote him a note. Here's again, here's how good I am at cameo. I wrote him a note and I go, dude, this is the first time Cameo has ever cut me off. I didn't touch the phone. It just decided I had talked too much. If you'd like me to call you and finish this, I will happily do it. And then he wrote me his phone number and I haven't called him yet, but I will someday. But, uh, but he's like, yeah, man, call me if you want. I'm like, uh, I don't want to, I'm offering you a, you know, you paid for my services, but he also, he got 20 minutes of me. So that's more than enough for fucking anybody. But sure enough, I make 11 bucks. I'm like, what happened to me making $15? What the fuck happened? So I had to look. And now there's some sort of Apple store processing fee that's four and a half bucks. 
And I'm like, you cunts, how dare you? Now you're taking that money away from me? Where the fuck? And like, and also, like, Apple needs a dime. Like, Apple needs anything from anybody. They had to get 450 out of my fucking Cameo money. I mean, I only make 15. You took 450. That's, if you look at that tax rate wise, that's not even, that's not fair. That's like some junta in another country would take that from you. That's what the king, the king would do that. He would raise your taxes to that amount. And then there all of a sudden would be a fucking run on the castle. You can't do that shit to people. So hook me for Cameo. So I, I, so I tell you this now because I bumped my Cameo to 25 bucks uh, to cover the Apple fucking mobsters and they're coming in and swooping in and taking 450. And also, I don't even know if that's true. That could be just Cameo taking money and blaming because it didn't say like Apple computer or whatever the fuck. It could be like they have some subsidiary of Cameo called Apple Inc. or whatever the fuck. And it's or I'm paying for fruit for the office. Who the fuck knows? But all I know is I, I had to pay. So I bumped my cameos to 25 and I apologize to all of you ahead of time because uh, I used to joke that I wasn't even worth the fucking 20, but now I'm worth 25, I think. Who knows? So if you want me to yell at you uh, individually rather than doing it here as a group, go ahead and order me through Cameo. It's bookcameo.com or you can get the app on your phone and download that. That's fine. Now I mentioned Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. You can go there uh, if you want to join. Our great friend Dave just joined. He bumped. He jumped in uh, monthly, which makes me extremely happy. Thank you. And also... I don't have the phone on, so I don't have their name because I didn't write it down, but I'll mention it tomorrow. But it's like California film educators or something like that jumped in for uh, for a, a, a couple bucks a month, which made me very happy. Again, I don't know who you are, but you're lovely and thank you. And I'll get your name right tomorrow, whomever you are. But thank you so much for supporting me in the show. Thank you, Dave. Dave's a longtime listener. Thank you for supporting the show. Uh, I'm glad everybody jumped on board. And uh, yeah, I know. Write me a note. There should have been a show three weeks ago. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll, we'll do our goddamn best to give you fucking me in bite-sized chunks going forward. I swear to God. Uh, you know, if you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, you don't want to deal with Patreon or Cameo or any of that. Go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. There's a little donate horn boy up in the corner. Just click on that. You can just send me money. Cut out the fucking middleman. Oh, I mean, I guess that doesn't cut out the middleman at all. You still got to use the middleman of PayPal, but regardless, I get the cash. So thank you for thinking of me. Uh, and also, I have two channels that you should check. You go, I, I mentioned following me on Twitter and uh, there's Facebook, be my friend. And then, of course, Instagram, Blue Sky and TikTok and Snapchat. But also, uh, I have twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy and I've been going there fairly regularly, uh, except for the Wednesdays that I take off because I'm like, oh, I got to record a podcast tomorrow. Smart. Uh, and then Wednesday comes and goes and I'm like, what happened? I'm groggy. So now, however, I will tell you the twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. I don't know if I'll be on there while I'm in Canada. I won't be back from Canada till next week, but I'll be on there late next week. And also you can go look, there's plenty of saved clips. Go watch past me. I was fucking hilarious in the past. Go check those out. Um, so twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy and go ahead and follow or subscribe there. You can subscribe through Amazon and give me five bucks of Bezos money. Doesn't cost you a thing. Uh, you just got to renew it every month. If you think about it, that'd be great. And also youtube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Go ahead and check that out. It's all, it's usually archives just at the podcast with a bunch of old standup. Uh, eventually I'll be streaming on there as well. Just, you know, I, Twitch, it's funny. I've been doing these chats on Twitch and they just generally turn into food chats. I talk about food I ate or want to eat or restaurants, whatever. And in my brain, I'm like, you could do that on fucking YouTube. But then as I've said before, it seems like low hanging fruit because everybody in the world is like, I had a sandwich. Want to hear about it? No, you fucking idiots. Nobody wants to hear about your goddamn sandwich. Uh, But then I show up and I'm like, hey guys, I had a great sandwich. Shut the fuck up, man. Nobody wants to hear you talk. Uh, But I'm told they do. You know who really does? Vivrek. He loved me. Mikhail, have a strong day. 
Uh, all right, there you go. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy, YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. We'll be back again from Canada. Uh, I, I don't know if it'll be tomorrow or the day after or maybe Saturday or Sunday or maybe, you know what? I'm just going to wait till I get home to Los Angeles. <laughs> Uh, all right, that's bullshit. No, I will be back. I promise. At least one more time from Canada, possibly more times from Canada. Who knows? But certainly not this long of a marathon show where I talked because fucking Tanya tapped her fucking pen. Uh, cool. All right. So again, sorry. You're very nice. But you, you, and you truly don't have to write me to tell me that I'm fucking up because I know I'm fucking up. And and you writing doesn't help because all the, when I think when I know I'm fucking up, you know what I do? I sit around going, "You're fucking up." People hate you because you're fucking up. People are fucking they're so mad at you right now. And then you write notes going, "Where the fuck's the show?" And I'm like, "See, see, you were fucking up, and they told you about it." So uh, reach out and tell me you love me. Do that. Don't tell me that I'm a fuck up, please, because I we got we're all stocked up on you're a fuck up here. I don't need to put any more on the shelves. Cool. Thanks. <laughs>